0: Mobile, how's it going?
1: I hope people are out doing some good today.
0: I hope they are doing good.
1: Yeah. And if you want to find a way to do some good, we have the magazine for you. Do Some Good Mobile 2022 is out and about. It's live. It's live. And it is um, it is the one of the best resources we have in the city to connect you to the nonprofits in our area. You
0: know this is the fourth year we've done this? This is, now, this is now the fourth annual Do Some Good publication, guys. When we originally launched four years ago, I will admit, I did not know yeah there would be more than the first year because it was an idea that yeah. we had we launched it went really well and it keeps growing and um, now it's something that we're super passionate excited about and here we are here so, we are who do who do we have today we're gonna play some intro music and let you guys hang out but who's, who's gonna be on with us
1: we have Tara with McKinney Place today
0: that's what I'm talking yeah. about alright cool here's some intro music we'll be right back love it sweet so tara's with us Tara's with us she's with us today let's
1: bring her on well
0: cool let's bring her on let's have a chat hey tara how are you doing She is
1: doing so great. She is speechless.
0: She is speechless. Hey, I think we had, I think you're muted. Hold on. Unmute yourself, Tara.
2: I'm not muted on my side. Hey.
0: It's okay. We got you. you. Maybe that was, maybe it was something we did. Yeah, we got you. We got you. How how are you doing?
2: Good. It's uh, been a challenge to keep everybody healthy lately, but other than that, you know, things are good. Rocking and rolling. Trying to help some homeless women in our community.
1: Absolutely. And so we're going to get right into that. So Tara, you are the director at McKimmy Place and McKimmy Place is located in Mobile. Will you Mm -hmm. let our listeners and our viewers know what McKimmy Place is and what you guys do for the community?
2: Yes. So we are the region's only emergency shelter for unaccompanied homeless women. And uh, we were founded 2007 after a woman froze to death on uh, the streets of downtown Mobile. So there wasn't a shelter mm. for her to go to, and um, you know the there was a coalition that was trying to find and reopen a shelter that had been destroyed by Hurricane Katrina. But after that happened, they said we got to find somewhere for these ladies to... overnight. And so McKimmy Place function that way is just an overnight shelter here. But then in 2020, we got our own facility, and so uh, that's been kind of a game changer for us. So women come in, and they work with our case manager that's in house, and we try to um, help them just get back on their feet and regain their independence and become self-sufficient again. So,
1: yeah, you know, what you guys talked about that story in the write-up that you have in the magazine about um, mm-hmm. the woman that froze to death, and so at that time. I know you mentioned Hurricane Katrina. Was there nowhere to go at all or there was there no women's only shelter?
2: Right. So I'm actually not sure. I think that uh, Salvation Army made it through that and was here before. So there was places for men to go, um, but nothing for women because there was a shelter before Katrina for women. But then uh, it got destroyed during the storm. And so it had not been. Rebuilt, they just could not recover after the storm damage. And so I, yeah, I think there was definitely a gap uh, in service in our community for women during that time.
1: Yeah. And you guys, you know, you touched on it a little bit, but, you know, you're offering a place for these women to spend the night and have somewhere warm to stay. But that's not all that you guys do. You guys offer meals. Yeah. You guys offer work placement and those kinds of things. Would you like to touch on that a little bit and kind of tell our tell our viewers and our our listeners a little bit about that aspect of what you do?
2: Yes. So when women are here, then we uh, say they're temporary residents. So they are provided um, everything they need for daily life. They uh, get three meals a day. Um, Our new facility has seven showers, which was a a major upgrade from our other facility. And we are thankful for that. Um, And so naturally, you know, new beds, warm, safe place to sleep, showers, laundry before, um, you know, because we were overnight only, our guests didn't do laundry on site, but now they can do that. So that's one of the services we were able to add is for them to be able to wash their clothes here. And um, they can get mail here. They use our street address because that can be a challenge sometimes. You know, a lot of times people see a homeless person, they're like, just go get a job. But the second line of an application is your address. So if you don't have anywhere, you know, you don't have a house or home, then what do you put there? So um, just oh, yeah. something as small as giving somebody an address can really be a game changer for them. So, uh, yeah.
1: Um, so you say temporary. What does that mean mm-hmm. in, in your terms? Is it something that they are allowed to stay one night, one week, one month? Yep. Is it just based on their progress within what they're trying to, to get back set up to?
2: Yes. Yeah, so when a guest comes in then we typically tell them they have 90 days. Um, And we know that for some of them, they're not going to figure it all out in 90 days. And so as long as they are working towards and working with our case manager and um, making progress, then they are free to stay longer than that. And um, some and most do, you know, before they get housed uh, because unaccompanied people, not just women, but people are the hardest to get housed. Um, So it takes a little time and certainly depending on where they're starting, because everybody's different. So that's the great thing about us having a case manager here is, you know, there's no like one set plan that works for everybody. So we just uh, help them create a plan that works for them, depending on where they are when they get here and what their needs are. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, you know, one of the things that really strikes me whenever I am, you know, if I'm at downtown or in certain areas, I see the amount of homelessness that we have. And I know mm-hmm. that there are so many organizations out there doing so much that they can. How do you do you guys have like a cap on how many women that you can have per night? Um, you have a, a, a maximum number.
2: Yeah, I mean, we have right now 43 beds. Um That's amazing. Right. And we have we could push up to 50 if we needed to in an emergent situation. But really, after that, then we might start breaking fire codes or something. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. So are women. So they are you said unaccompanied, So I'm assuming for that for you yeah. guys, that means that women without children and without a spouse, clearly, um, or a partner sure. um, are able to come and go and stay in your facility. Um, is that the way? Yes. That you guys work
2: okay, yes. So, for many years, um, we said for single women, but the mm-hmm. truth is, most of the ladies have family. I mean, they have you know, some of them are mothers, uh, some of them are married, but they're just here without that family. You know, a lot of times, um, couples will split up and, uh, and the husband will go to the men's shelter and the wife will come here, but just so we changed it to say an unaccompanied because they do have family, a lot of times, they're just not here with their family.
1: So. Absolutely. Being able to provide a woman in that position, all of the resources that you guys do, I know that it comes at a, a great cost as well. And so one of the things I want to talk about is fundraising and what you guys do on an annual basis. Um, I know you have mentioned a couple of events that you guys have coming up in the magazine, but I would love to be able to, yep. to unpack that a little bit and talk a little bit more. I know that you have a golf tournament, in April. Yes. Um, so t- tell us about that and tell us how, yeah. how the community can get involved.
2: Right. So obviously fundraising has been a huge, huge challenge for everybody during the pandemic. And um, thankfully we were able to have our golf tournament the last two years, which has been nice, but we couldn't have Build hope, which is our fall fundraiser that, um, and that really uh, was a hit to the budget, you know, so it takes us about $50,000 a month to operate the shelter, just under that. And so uh, fundraising is a huge deal and our new facility, we're also trying to raise the funds to purchase it outright. We're in a lease purchase agreement. And so we really want to be able to purchase this and make it our permanent location. So fundraisers are going to be a big deal. And we're hopeful that we'll be able to have the in-person event this year in the fall, but the golf tournaments, April 8th, at Magnolia Grove always a fun time, a beautiful golf course and so we have uh, sponsorships available for that. It's a four person scramble. It starts at 830 in the morning. We're usually done a little after lunch. Uh, and it's always been a beautiful day, nice. And so we need people to come out to that. And then in the fall, Bill Tope uh, is going to be at the Steeple on September 29th. So you can save the date for that. Uh, we've got a great band coming from New Orleans. His name's Big Sam and Chris yeah. Ronachek from the Noble South is going to be doing some food for us. should be a fun fun night so either one of those you things, cannot go wrong to people support them that's all right
1: that's amazing and so outside of these events that you guys have what are some other mm-hmm. ways that someone in the community can help out and is yes. it volunteering mm-hmm. on site is it do you have a monthly donation program
2: yes yeah, we would love for people to, you can uh, go to our website and see um, McKinneyPlace.org and sign up to be a monthly donor. And we, that's what we need. Uh, those sustainable donations, you know, that really help get us through hard times. So even if it's a small amount, then if it's consistently, it really helps fund the budget. So, um, but then as far as volunteers, then all of our meals are provided by volunteers Our kitchen here is considered a catering kitchen. So meals are brought in and so we can keep things hot or cold, but we don't prepare food here. So um, last year it was like over 22,000 meals that were provided just through volunteers in the community, which is amazing. And uh, it truly is a a huge support to us because I can't imagine what it would do to our budget if we had to feed all these ladies three meals a day. But um, so we have a meal calendar that people can provide lunch or dinner And then we also uh, have some opportunities for women to come in and just do some little administrative, help us answer the phones at our front desk. Uh, We kind of break that into two shifts, Monday through Friday, either from 9 to 12 or from 1 to 4. So we need some women to come do that with us.
1: Okay, so say I have a a women's group that I'm involved in or a church that Mm -hmm. I'm involved in. Is there a way that we can come to you guys and say, Hey, we would like to provide a meal every Tuesday or uh, we need, we would love to bring bread. Is that kind of how that works?
2: Yes. Yes. And that's really, um, you know, when it works well, is like if somebody will commit to like, say the second, you know, Tuesday or the third Wednesday or the first Saturday of every month and do it once a month, then that really helps fill up our calendar. So I know we've got like uh, today, the, the, um, Cunningham and Bounds is is providing lunch, and they do it, you know, once a month on the same Wednesday, and that's uh, such a great help for us. And the ladies really enjoy it. Absolutely. They enjoy having volunteers. Yeah, come in incredible. And interacting with people, so it's it's great.
1: And so I know one of the things that nonprofits always struggle with is getting their message out there, letting the public know that you are there and letting the, you know, in your situation, letting the women that are in those situations, letting them know that they have a place to go. Um, What is the best way, say someone is listening who may know someone or someone is watching and they're like, wow, you know, this could really help me. What is the best way for someone in the community to find out more information?
2: Yeah, so... If they have an access, then obviously our website has a lot of great information about who we are and what we do, how to contact us. Um, and so that would probably be the best way. They can also call the shelter. Anybody that needs to come in right now, we are still asking them to be tested for COVID. Uh, but we have places that we can send them to do that at no cost to them. And so uh, give us a call. We'll do a short phone screening and then we can get them in here and get them plugged in. So
1: Two five one two eight seven two 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 five. Two five one two eight seven two 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 five. I think it's fantastic. Yes. Thank you guys for all that you do. Um, and before we wrap up, Brooks has a question that he always oh, likes yeah. to ask nonprofits. puts you on the spot just a little bit, it's, but um, yeah, yeah, and.
0: and, and- <laughs> I'll give you a moment to think about it, but I just, I just like to ask everyone like, is, is there something that you don't normally get asked, but you, but you wish that people would ask you guys that you could mm-hmm. share? Um, you know, if there's something that comes to mind that like, man, if, if only, if only we could share, you know, this, that, you know, people just don't ask us, uh, you know, now would be a perfect time to, to share it. Yeah. Um, and if there's not, that's okay too. No I mean, pressure. it's not a bad thing yeah. if there's not. <laughs> Now,
2: um, I don't know. I think sometimes uh, I like when people ask um, what we need. You know, a lot of times I've walked out the door to go to my car and there'll just be boxes of stuff sitting on our porch and it's random stuff that people want to donate because they're so kind and generous, which is great. But when you call and find out what we need first yes. before just dropping stuff up, then that's helpful because then we can, you know, tell you like we try to post a wish list Wednesday uh, on our social media. So people will know what our emergent needs are in the shelter because people are so great to help us with supplies. And um, obviously we go through a lot of things, cleaning supplies, you know, through the pandemic, we've gone through a lot of that. And then uh, things that we always use paper towels and toilet paper and plates and cups and napkins, all those things, um, and then PPE, masks, and gloves, you know, those are always great, um, but I think people naturally think toiletries when they think homeless women, so we get a ton of that stuff, and so sometimes just if people would just call before they bring stuff just to see what our uh, emergent needs are at that time, then that would uh, help us a little better.
1: That's that. Okay. you know, that you make a good point, and of course, you know, it- when somebody brings something, their card is always in the right place. And yeah, it's not, sure. it's not a, it's not ever a bad thing, but mm-hmm. really knowing what you guys actually need to be able to help the women that you have um, in your yeah. location um, right. is always, always so
2: ungrateful because we're happy to have any help we get, but you know,
0: but yeah.
1: Yes. I'm, I'm glad that you thought of that
0: people if you're not dropping an envelope of cash then call <laughs> yeah. call first because cash obviously can be converted to anything that you yes. guys need but uh, now that I mean that's, that's yeah. a great point that's a great point point. and that's cool yeah. that y'all post it on your social media as well kind of what y'all's mm-hmm. needs are so people can be aware of that to, to kind of check what what y'all's needs are that's that's yes. that's great so. yeah All right, cool so you you said your phone number but um, mm-hmm. as we I guess as we wrap up like give people that the, the website, if you don't mind, the phone number again, just the best yes. way to connect with you guys.
2: Yes. So mckinneyplace.org is our website. Phone number is 251-287-2225. And, um, you know, I'd love to come. Kind of, I went last week and shared with the Fall River Women's Club. And I love to always share about McKimmy Place and homelessness because I think so many people think it can't happen to them. And we all have these... Uh, preconceived notions of what it is. And if anything I've learned in my two years of being here, then it's uh, it's nothing that I was and it can happen to anybody. So um, we appreciate any support we get. And hopefully, uh, you know, if somebody needs us, then we'll do our best to help them.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for all that you are
2: doing for the women in well, our community. Yeah. Thank y'all. I appreciate what you do and helping us spread awareness. It is a tricky thing, especially with the women we deal with since, you know, so many of them have been domestic violence victims or been in abusive relationships. And so maintaining privacy and confidentiality of our current guests, but also, you know, spreading awareness of what we do. Uh, and so we can be available to those that need us. It's a, a tricky thing sometimes. So we appreciate it. Yeah.
1: Having, you can't,
2: you, you can't have
1: a desk. billboard out with (laughs) bright shining lights you you know mean, sometimes our
2: address isn't published anywhere but um you know so there's some things we have to think about
1: yeah absolutely that
0: makes sense that makes sense well tara well thank you so much for being with us today we appreciate it keep keep doing the awesome stuff you're doing and we will uh we will talk to you more soon okay
2: sounds good thanks so much all right thank you see you
0: that was great. That
1: was great. And I just want to remind people in the magazine, you can get this at locations all over, um, but you can also find it on our website. And if you want to know um, more about McKinney, McKinney Place and about the other organizations that are in our community, hop on, read their write-ups. It's a wealth of information. Um, has a, a million ways that you can get involved with community organizations in our area.
0: That's it. Any final parting words? Or we'll just see everyone next time.
1: See everyone next time.
0: See you on the next one. Thanks, guys.